الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه اما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كنتم خير امه اخرجت للناس تامرون بالمعروف وتنهون عن المنكر وتؤمنون بالله تعالى صدق الله العظيم السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us men, ashraf al-makhluqat, 
the best of every creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made different if you look at strength, then look at the elephant, how strong it is. Look at the bull, you know, in terms, terms, uh, time of Qurbani comes, then for that one bull you get about 10-15 men just pulling protein down so that you can slaughter it. Look at, look at uh, speed, then you look at the cheetah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. It can run faster as a car, certain cars. Look at the ostrich, how fast it can run. Look at might and power, then look at the lion. It's called the king of the jungle. But all of these creations, none of them is Ashraf, Ashraf al On one side, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created so great, great makhluk, like the malaika. Subhanallah, once... Jibreel alayhi salam came in front of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in his normal form. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam relates the whole horizon was covered. From east to west everything was covered. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has never experienced that before. So he fainted. So the revive mentions that after Jibreel alayhi salam came in the form of a human being to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said they are a surah full form. In one rewrite is mentioned, he has hundred wings like that. I have a rewrite, some ulama explained, hundred pairs of wings like that. So he said, I only open two of my wings. And that is my form, which Allah subhanahu wa I am a small makhluk of Allah, a small angel of Allah ta'ala. They are angels which are much bigger than me. He will explain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So great makhluk Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created. The malaika, they in night subuhan quddusun, they in Sajda of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they in ruku of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are making tasbih and ta'zim of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, never disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the other side we get despicable creation, like the jinnat, like the shayateen, they unite in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, illa mashallah. They unite finding ways of misguiding insan, misguiding each other, always in corruption, always in cheating. So in between this creation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this insan, ashraf al-makhluqat. But the insan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us, my dear brothers, and we are made of qualities. We are not just like animals. What is the difference between us and the animals? The animals have good akhlaq. They also want the dog respect, respecting his father. One dog respecting his mother. One lion, the lion, the own father is the own, the own children. So there is no akhlaq, there is no qualities in the animals. There is no qualities, the same akhlaq is missing in the shayateen. Therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us ashraf al-makhluqat, Allah ta'ala gave us qualities. So these qualities, one is physical qualities, Allah ta'ala made us of physical qualities, you'll find a person, if you want to describe someone, you'll say this person is thin, this person is, sh- is short, this person is fat, this person is tall. So if you want to describe someone, you're going to describe him, you're going to say, no, this is his complexion, his nose is like that, his beard is like that, his, his face is like that. If that person can't, you still can't describe him, then you're going to bring the inner qualities. You're going to say, he's such a generous person. He's always happy, always smiling. You're going to give his good description. My dear brothers, these qualities Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. The physical qualities is there till by the time we are in this dunya. 
The moment we leave from this dunya, there is no use of these physical qualities. Allah Ta'ala praises that person. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Al-Muslim al-Qareer, Ahabu ilallah. A Muslim who is strong is more beloved by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Why? Because he can serve himself. He can do khidmat of himself, he can do khidmat for others as well. He can serve others as well. Instead of being weak, always depending on, depending on someone. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say, make yourself strong. Serve yourself, serve others as well. But this strength, this body, this beauty, this whatever we got in our bodies is running to, gonna last in the, the moment we close our eyes. The moment we pass away from this dunya, then we open our eyes for the real life, the life of the Akhirat. And that life is eternal. Now in that life, whether you used to carry 120 kilos weight, whether you used to be very, very strong, or you used to be very, very ugly, or you used to be very, very handsome, all that doesn't make, doesn't make difference anymore. From the moment you go to the country, it doesn't make difference anymore. Now your inner qualities will make a difference. That's the moment for you to show what are your inner qualities. Imagine Sahaba radiallahu anhum. What was the qualities? There were such people who even the kings at the time, the Romans and the Persians used to mock at them. They used to say, we're not even ready to fight them, we're not even ready to take them as slaves. Leave them wherever they are. <coughs> Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came, like that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent 124,000 Nabi alayhi wa All of them came with the same mission, to bring these qualities, to change the akhlaq of the people, to lead the people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those same sahaba which were the host of people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him radiyallahu anhum wa radu'antil, the day of Qiyamah, example to the whole humanity. Those same people, they became the rulers over the Romans and the Persians. When they brought these qualities, when they brought this akhlaq, when they learned from Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when they gave the hearts the, 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 the and the lives in the, in the khidmat of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah. My dear brothers, our lives are made of akhlaq, qualities, good qualities. You know, there was a man, my Ustad used to give us this example. Just for us to understand a little bit jovial. So there was a man, he was really, very, really, you know, like a tyrant in the house. A terrible man, always shouting the wife, always shouting the children. So the children, wife and children used to make sudden with him. So one day it so happened that this man went into a coma. He got sick or whatever it was, he went into a coma. So in the coma, sometimes the situation is such that the man might be alive, but you cannot notice any sign of life in him. So the doctors at the time, not like today, they tried whatever they could, they said, this man looks like he's dead now. So they regarded him as dead. In the meanwhile, he was in a coma. So they took him, they made his whistle, and they put him in a coffin, and they put him in a bed, and they were carrying him to the, to the Qabristan. So whilst they take him to the Qabristan, just before the Qabristan outside, there was a tree. In that tree, there was a branch which was coming to the road. So whilst these people are carrying this dead body, the tree, the branch of the tree hits the head of this dead body. So that heat was so hard that it gave a shock to the dead body. That person was in coma and came alive again. Half of the people ran away. They never saw such people, dead people coming alive. They were afraid. Other people were very happy. The husband, the children didn't think of our father is alive. So the man carried on, he lived. Whatever time he has to live now, second time, apparently he passed away, he didn't pass away, the people don't know. So he was in the same issue. So people regarded him as dead. They made ghusl, they made kafa, now they're taking the body out of the house. So the mother called her, called her child, the child of this man, the older son. So she calls him, she tells him, Beta, look, 
This time make sure you don't go to the floor where there is trees. Make sure you don't hit his head on the tree. Put him in a cover straight and close the cover. We are finished with him. We had whatever to do with him is done. So akhlaq. In our hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Khasiyatan al Kumakal alayhi salatu wa sallam, even not the, the, uh, the, the literal ones of the hadith, but in the form of the hadith. Khasiyatan to the Qilan al-Jannah. Two qualities, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, I haven't seen any two qualities taking more, most amount of people into Jannah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, two qualities taking most amount of people into Jannah. In other words, if you got these two qualities, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guarantee you Jannah, inshallah. SubhanAllah, so, imagine if one father has seen his son after very long. Father went to visit his son, perhaps he studied in Cape Town. So after three, four years, the father went to visit him. So the father said, son, but I see, you know this restaurant, Pedro's, I just like it too much. I like that food. So what the son will do? No, I rather buy bunchos for you. No, he'll take him. He'll buy whatever he wants. He'll do whatever the father likes. So that the father can be happy with him. Like that, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is declaring to us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy with the person who got these two qualities. You want Jannah, get these two qualities. Of course, read your salah, fulfill your faraiz. But these two qualities will put you into Jannah. How much more we should... So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, these two qualities will take the most amount of people into Jannah. Number one, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, taqwa, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taqwa fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My dear brother, this is the month of Ramadan. Month of Taqwa. What means Taqwa? Taqwa means you love Allah and because of that love you fear Allah. You fear losing Allah. You have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know at that moment when pretty girl is passing over there in the road, what is the demand of Taqwa? You turn away your yogis. Lower your, your gaze. Don't look at that harm. Today there is someone able to be passing in your cell phone. Every moment something is popping up, popping up, popping up. Taqwa, the demand is what? Remove those applications you can take away from those. From take all those things you take away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take it away from your life. Cannot take it before or after, at least in the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains so beautifully. Give one step towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Give one step towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala will come towards you running. Doesn't mean Allah got legs and will come running. Means Allah's tajalli, Allah's mercy. Allah's encompassing rahmat will come towards you running. Allah will embrace you. Allah is waiting for you to turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this month of Ramadan, try your best and inculcate this taqwa. Abstain from every type of sin. There was a man in India. We used to hear this incident a lot when we were small. So this man in India, he was a drunkard. He used to drink all the time. So in the month of Ramadan, he used to come the month of Ramadan used to come, he used to close himself inside one room. During the day he will fast, he will go for salah, come back and close himself again in that room. During the night, when the shahwat is more, the desire is more to commit haram. So he used to lock the room, he used to throw the key out. He used to tell his son, you don't open to me until it's father time. And the whole night he will spend over there inside the room. He says, I can be screaming, because that habit of drinking, that habit of drinking alcohol was so great in him that he'll be screaming at times. He'll be crying in front of his son. son. He'll say, my son, when I'm screaming and crying, do not open the room for me. Let me stay inside. For the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this man passed away 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all these sins. Because of this one hour. Oh my dear brothers, taqwa the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Give one step towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah's blessing come towards you running. You know there was a man in Bani Sa'i, very famous hadith. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains about kifal. A man in Bani Israel whose day and night was in alcohol, day and night was in zina. He had different, different types of women. So the people in Bani Israel didn't see how Allah subhanahu wa favored us. Allah made us ashraf from makhluqat, Allah made us from the, from the ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That we commit so many sins. So many sins we commit, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not show it to everyone. There was the time with people in the past, whenever they commit a sin, they say it written on their heads, I have committed so and so sin. There was people in the door of his house, this man is such a, in his hand, he committed zina. There was the people in the past when they commit any sin, there was no forgiveness for them. They'll have to be tortured, they'll have to be, you know, the, 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 the punishment will be have to take place on them for them, for them to get forgiveness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us so much, such a great nehmet. This month of Ramadan, make tawbah upon all your sins. Allah is ready to accept every single, you know, no matter how many, how many sins you make. Ya ibn Adam, law balagat dunubu ba'ala nissulaka wal-awbali. Commit how many sins you want. Imagine if your sins have to reach the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah, the arsh of Allah, Allah is buried from everything you can ever imagine. But, Understand, even if you spend till the day of Qiyamah, repeat the time which your dunya took place, repeat it thousand times, so that you commit sin after sin after tra- after sin, so that your sins can reach the arch of Allah. Wallah, Qudaki, Tasham, these sins cannot reach the arch of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is saying, hypothetically, if you have to do that, and then one time, you ask me for forgiveness, Allah says, I will forgive you, I will not ask twice. I will forgive every single sin of yours. So this man Kifal, from the time of Bani Israel, people knew that he commits sins. He's a Zani, he's a person who is committing Zina. So the people, you know, they took him out of the community. They say, we do not have anything to do with this man. So this man Kifal, he had, so to say, in our Zamana, he had a passion for one of his cousins. He was made in love with that cousin. He really wanted her. But she was a very, from coming from a pious background, she wasn't that type of woman. So Kifal will always try and seduce her. He'll say, I'll give you whatever you want. Just be mine once, for one night. I'll do whatever you want. I'll give you how much you want. But she was a good girl from a good family. She will never go to that route. But once she was compelled to that. So Kifal said, I'll give you 60 gold coins. SubhanAllah, imagine. 60 gold coins, one gold coin is 35,000 rands, 37 at the moment, 37,000 rands. Imagine 70, you give him 70, 60, 60 gold coins for one night, spending one night with one gold. So that man was made in love with her. He says, I'll give you that, no problem, but come to me. So one day she came and she was compelled. She says, I'm very, very hungry. My family has no food. For so many days we're starving. Now I'm compelled. I don't have any other thing, other way. I will accept your, your offer. So Kifal said, okay, the plan. Now the time, everything is ready. The room is ready. The ambulance is made. So that he can commit the despicable act. When he comes in front of her, she starts crying. She starts crying. And Kifal asks, 
Are you so afraid of me? You don't like me. Why are you crying? So she says, Kifal Ittaqillah. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, she says, I am not the type of woman that hunger compelled me. Seeing my family in this condition compelled me, but I am not the type of woman. You know that 1% of Iman which is in the hearts, that 1% of Iman, 1% of Taqwa which is in the hearts, the ulama explain, take one step towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah's mercy will come towards you running. So Kifal at that moment, he took that one step. That 1% of Taqwa which was in his heart, he says, Ya Allah, for your sake, I'm sending her away. So he said, I told her, go away, you take the money with you also. He never knew that she's leaving, the next moment Malak Imad is coming to visit him. She left, Malak Imad comes, and he takes his room. And now his dead body is lying in his house. The people are passing comments, Kifal was his army, no one will, come, will perform his salat with Janazah. SubhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows a miracle at this moment. Allah ta'ala writes a writing in the door of his house. With the letters embedded with nur, they say such a nur which they never saw before. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote, Inna Allah kada ghafara li kifal. Allah is forgiven kifal in every single sin of his. Allah is waiting, my dear brothers, whole life committing zina, whole life drinking, whole life in haram. One time we showed the taqwa to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ready to forgive. So my dear brothers, this month of Ramadan, the essence of this month is taqwa. <laughs> like how when you have something in front of you, nothing is preventing you. Whether it is a girl, whether it is some haram, whether it is something fault in the phone. No one is preventing you, no one is there. Only you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one can see you also. Today's technology, you can do whatever you want in your phone and then you can delete everything. You can put an incognito mode, no one will see what you are doing. Under your blanket, no one can see anything. SubhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking at everything. Allah's malaika writing everything. Allah's mercy is such. SubhanAllah, hadith comes related in Fadali Amal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is such. When a person makes tawbah, and he comes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he makes tifar from his sins, he makes a firm intention, Allah is not going back to this sin anymore. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands the malaika, you forget whatever sin he did. Allah commands the malaika, erase whatever has written in his book of deeds, whatever gunah he committed, erase it from the book of deeds. And Allah commands the place where he was, that gunah took place. Allah commands the place, forget whatever gunah he committed. And the part of the body which he used to commit haram, Allah commanded you also forget about it. So that in the day of kiamat, your body will not testify against you. The malaika cannot testify against you. The, 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 the place where it took place, the land cannot testify against you. The Ramani Amal is also clear, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, you have committed that sin, this only between me and you. I know that sin, you also know that sin. And then will be brought before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's made it loaded with sins. And will be brought before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala will command the malaika, before you start the hisab of this man, before you start the judgment of this man, Raise the pardas. So pardas will be raised, cultures will be raised. This man will not be seen by the rest of humanity. Remember in the day of Qiyamah, the whole humanity will be in front of you. <laughs> All the sins he did, hidden will be, will be shown before everyone. But this man, special quality, special favor Allah will give him. Allah will command the malaika hiding from the rest of humanity. So that is how we take place between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask him, do you remember this time at that place when that person who committed this sin? This man will become afraid. He won't say anything. 
Then Allah will ask this time at that place at that moment, you commit a death sin. This place at that time at that moment, you commit a death sin. And the list will carry on. The man will just lower his gaze. And then he'll think, now I'm doomed, I'm going to Jahannam. And, you know, there's nothing else. But there is one, one hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is that hope in Allah that Allah Ta'ala will forgive me. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell him, listen, in the dunya I've hide all your sins. Allah can hide all your sins in the dunya. In the akhirat, in front of everyone, I will say this, I'm hiding from everyone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, go, I have forgiven all your sins. And not only I've forgiven those sins, I've changed them into hasanat, into good deeds. But dealt with hasanat. So this person will become so happy, so happy. The hadith mentions, he will become so happy. And say, Ya Allah, these are not the only sins I've committed. I've committed more. Allah Ta'ala changed them into good deeds as well. And Allah Ta'ala changed all those into good deeds. This man will go into jealous, smiling. This is the rahmat of Allah. Allah Ta'ala is the one who gives without a person need, without a person deserving, and without a person even asking. Which one of us asks for food today? How many people of us, how many of us here ask for food today? Allah Ta'ala gives food without even asking. How many of us ask for oxygen today? We are believing here without we are even asking. Allah We don't even ask Allah, and Allah is giving us daily and daily and daily. So my dear brothers, one is the taqwa, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other quality that we sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying that Turkhilan and Jannah takes the most amount of people into Jannah in good akhlaq, good character. This akhlaq, my dear brothers, is something we have to bring within ourselves. That nafs is only there to fight. You know, in this month of Ramadan, this other essence of this month, as we were saying, the first essence of the month of Ramadan is abstain from that which Allah Ta'ala don't want you to do. If you are there, that haram is in front of you. What makes you stop? Only the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like that, we are here in the month of Ramadan, you put food in front of you. You put water in front of you. What's stopping you from eating? Only that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are you fasting for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah has our fasting. 18 you abstain for that for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you'll see how Allah ta'ala will raise you. The second aspect of the month of Ramadan is good akhlaq. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, subhanallah. The first, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is entering Madina Munawwara. Imagine, after 13 years of persecution in Makkah, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam started sending the Sahaba. First the Sahaba went to Habisha, to Africa. And then they came, they came and gave them false news. That Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is now fine, the Quraysh accepted Islam. So the Sahaba came back to Medina, when they came back to Makkah, when they come back to Makkah, they got persecution again. So then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had a, the, the, the tribe from so Medina came, and they accepted Islam, and the people started migrating to Medina. Then the time came, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is migrating. There was a long incident, the migration of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. First he went to the cave, and then he went to the other place, and then he reached Medina. In the meanwhile, the news reached the people of Medina. The Sahaba and the Ansar, they were waiting for Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The news reached him that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is coming. 
So the people every day they camp from the morning till the night. They camp in the entrance of Medina Munawwara. What is called Saniyat Al-Wala. The entrance, the, 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 the mountain pass where the people will strengthen into Medina Munawwara. The people will camp over there. And they will wait for the coming of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rasulullah is coming. Rasulullah is coming. So first day, second day, third day, fourth day, the people are waiting, eagerly waiting. When Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is finally coming to Medina, the Ansar is so happy at that moment. Then the finally the day comes. This is the life narrated by Abdullah bin Salam radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says at that time I was a Jew, I wasn't a Muslim. But I heard, I knew in the scriptures, the Nabi will come and he'll come to Medina. And this will be his description. So he says, when I saw Ahad, the youngsters were screaming in the streets of Medina, Muhammad has finally come, Muhammad has finally come. You know, it is the famous hadith. That's the people, the, the, the youth of Medina are seeing this lesson for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came to Medina. So Abdullah bin Salam says, I heard this whole this commotion that the Nabi of Allah came. So he says, I climb the deep sea. From the top I can see Muhammad entering Medina Munawara. And I'm seeing the fame in his face. All the signs, all the signs which Allah Ta'ala has revealed in the previous scriptures, that this is the Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when he's entering, what is the first message Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is teaching? What is the first message Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is teaching? Afshu salam, wa atu'inu ta'am, wa silu al-arham, wa salu bil-layni wa nasu niyam. What was the first message? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam didn't say you came here, let's all gather and fight the Quraysh, let's all gather and conquer the world, let's all gather and bring all the earth in front of me. This wasn't the message of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The first message when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to the Madinah Munawara is spread salam. Spread salam and feed the people and join family ties and read salat during the night, meaning you read your tahajjud whilst the people are sleeping. This was the essence of akhlaq. Essence of akhlaq. This month of Ramadan is the month of akhlaq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see how much we will conquer this, this month. No matter who can irritate you, no matter who can make you angry. In that hunger, you know, at five, three o'clock in the afternoon, you are so angry and upset. You walk and you just do something wrong. You are about to shout him. But for the sake of Allah, hold yourself. Put a temple on your nafs and see what Allah Ta'ala will give you. How much Allah Ta'ala will raise you. Man tawada adillah, rafa'allah fi dunya wal akhirah. That person who knows himself, that person who humbles himself for the sake of Allah, rafa'allah fi dunya wal akhirah. Allah will raise him in dunya, qadr in akhirah. May Allah Ta'ala grant us tawfiq wa akhiru da'wan alhamdulillah.
الحمد لله القائل والذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات أولئك أصحاب الجنة هم فيها خالدون فنحمده حمدا كثيرا كلما يحمده الحامدون ونشكره شكرا جميلا كلما يشكره الشاكرون ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا ومطاعنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون ويقول الله عز وجل أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتقي الله حيثما كنت أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام والله سبحانه وتعالى يقول وبقوله يهتدي المهتدون وإذا قرئ القرآن فاستمعوا له وأنصتوا لعلكم ترحمون بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وحبيبنا ومطاعنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي ساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص الله ورسوله فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم دائما عبدا أبدا اللهم صل وسلم دائما أبدا أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وأزواجه وضريته وسلم أرحم أمتي بأم أشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقهم حياء عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم عليه رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدة الشباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر دمبا رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وآن كل صحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم 
ومن أبغضهم فببغضهم أبغضهم وخير أمتي قبلي ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإتاء بالقربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال الله قال الله سبحانه وتعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون استغفروا سوى صفوفكم استغفروا للصفوف إن شاء الله تواهيم زين دلائم The masjid is quite full. If brothers get some space in the front, try to occupy the space. الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم تر كيف فعل ربك بأصحاب الفيل فلم يجعل خيدهم في تضليل وأرسل عليهم طيرا أبابيل قميهم بحجارة من سجيل فجعلهم كعص مأكول الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده Allah'u Ekber Allah'u Ekber 